next. We won't get to the end next week because next week is the Christmas program, and uh, we'll 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 be preaching out of uh, Luke two there and uh, looking at the birth of Jesus. And uh, Acts chapter number seven. He is, like I said, Stephen, the, the deacon, is preaching to this group of people. And uh, he's went through Abraham, he's went through Moses, he's went through Joseph, and now he's to the rebellion of the children of Israel. And uh, just so we kind of grab a hold of, of what's taking place, we're going to read a pretty good bit of Scripture this morning, Acts chapter number 7. And let's begin reading in verse number 38. If you have your Bible, let's uh, grab a hold of that. We're going to read 14 verses, so we're not going to stand on this one. Uh, Verse number 38, the Bible says, This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai with, with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. Brother Jerry, we were talking in Sunday school this morning about the church being mentioned in Acts. But if you look in this text in Stephen's scripture, Stephen says that Moses was in the church. You know, that's pretty good, you know, that you go all the way back. Even Moses was, was having church uh, way before the church was established, if you will. Um, they, they were established in the tabernacle and so on. And uh, but let's continue to read in verse number 39. To whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them, and in their hearts turned back again into Egypt, saying unto Aaron, Make us gods to go before us, for as for this Moses, which brought us out out of the land of Egypt, which uh, we wot not what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, and offered sacrifice unto the idol, and rejoiced in the works in, uh, of their hands." Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets, O ye house of Israel, have ye offered to slain beasts uh, and sacrifices by the space of forty years in the wilderness? Yea, ye took up the tabernacle of Molech and the star of your God, Rempah, uh, figures which ye made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Uh, but our fathers, who had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as ye as he had appointed, speaking Moses unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought it brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles from whom uh, whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? Ye, listen to what he says to these men that are listening to him preach. Uh, I don't know if I did this this morning. You guys might run me out of here. But what's the little verse number, and verse number 54 to 51? He says, ye stiff-necked. And uncircumcised in your hearts and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost, 
as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, whom who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. I know that's a lot of reading. That's a lot of scripture. I'm going to do my best to cover it and uh, to go over this uh, as close as we can. So you've got your Bible. We've read this scripture text. Let's jump into it uh, with, with both feet here. At the beginning, he begins to... at the. At this beginning that we read in verse number 38, he begins to talk about Moses. Well, the verses previous to that, he was going through the life of Moses. Well, what had happened was, is one day Moses, after he got the children of Israel out of Egypt, he went unto a mountain. Uh, This was days after or years after, if you will. They crossed over the Red Sea. They got water and different things from God. And then one day God called Moses. He said, I want you to come to the mountain. And uh, he goes up to the mountain, and he meets with God. And when he meets with God, he's up on the mountain for some, some time. Well, the children of Israel, and they get antsy. And uh, they get upset, and they want to know where Moses is at. Where is that guy? That's what that verse is saying, verse number 40, verse number 41. Where is that guy that brought us out of Egypt? Where is that guy that, made, that, that brought us uh, to cross the Red Sea? Where is that fellow at? We need to find him. Well, I guess he's run off. He's gone. And so they convince Aaron, who is the who is second in charge, and they get Aaron and say, hey, Aaron, let's make us an idol. Because in Egypt, they used to worship idols. They used to worship all kinds of different gods. Well, the children of Israel were not supposed to worship, but who? They were supposed to worship the God, the God of Abraham and God of Isaac. And so they decided that Moses was gone, He's left us. Let's make us an idol so we have something to worship. And so they gathered everybody's earrings together. And they got all these earrings and gold. And everybody brought in what they could. And they melted them down. And they formed this big old idol. And they set it up. And they began to worship this idol. And Moses was on the top of the mountain. Do you know what he was getting? He was getting the the Ten Commandments. While he was up there, uh, they were doing all this craziness down there on the field. And uh, he come down the mountain. And this is what the Bible is talking about in this text. That Moses comes down and he finds the children of Israel and they were serving these, these gods for some reason. Well, what happened was is the leadership was gone away. And uh, this is a whole message in of itself. But what happens when the leadership is gone? What happened when Moses disappeared? All the children went haywire. If you, you have children in your house, if you were to leave your child unattended for a certain amount of time, they would do things they shouldn't do. They would get into things they shouldn't get into. They would destroy your house, right? If you have a bunch of them. And you've got, if we took all these kids that are in this room and left them alone in that building next door to fend for themselves, oh man, they would hurt each other. They would hurt something, right? Can I get a witness of all, right? <laughs> Look, if you left people alone where there's no leadership, there would, be, there would be chaos. Do you know why there's laws in this land? It's so there's not chaos. Do you know why there's police in this land? It's so there's not chaos. 
You know why those things are in order? It's so that there's not chaos. We need our police. We need our, we need our military. We need all those things in place so that it, the world is not chaos. We need those things. But what happened is Moses was gone and the leadership was gone. All right, let's throw a big party. And they started dancing. They unclothed themselves. They started worshiping an idol because the, the leadership was gone. What happens is if you ever heard the statement, if the, while the, cat, the, mouth, the cat's away, the mice will play? That's what happens. Leadership's gone. Ain't nobody going to know we're going to do it. Let's do it. If you knew you could get away with something and no one would ever find out, what would you do? Would you do the wrong? If you knew you could get away with wrong and nobody would ever know, would you do it? Hmm. Probably so, Brother James. What? When no one's watching you. But I'll tell you, you may think that there are times you're alone and no one's watching, but you're wrong. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above, He is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. See, what you think you're doing behind closed doors and no one will ever find out and no one will ever know and no one will ever find out. Listen, there is somebody who knows. There is somebody who sees. You think that you can get away with it. Be sure your sin will find you out. You can hide it for a while and it might be pleasurable for a while, but eventually you will pay for the sin in which you commit. You do not sin unto yourself. You do not get behind closed doors. Somebody knows what you're watching. Somebody knows what you're doing. Somebody knows what you're saying. Somebody knows what you're doing behind those closed doors. They know, and that's the Lord. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. The children of Israel thought they could get away with it. But when Moses came down the mountain and he saw that they were worshiping another idol and he saw that they were doing wrong, he took that idol down and he ground it into little bitty pieces and he put it in the children of Israel's water and made them drink it. And because of their decision to worship something they should have never done. The children of Israel were rebellious against the Lord. They were rebellious against the Lord. I, I think that one of the things that teenagers deal with most is, uh, is rebellion. One of the things I see in young people sometimes is rebellion. But I, I will say this too. Rebellion is not just found in a teenager's heart. Rebellion is found in adults' hearts just like it is. What is rebellion? What is rebellion? Rebellion is an open, avowed renouncing of the authority. That's what rebellion is. Have you ever done that before? You knew it was wrong. And you knew you should have never went there. And you knew you should have never said that, but you did it anyways, even though you knew it was absolutely wrong. If you've done that, that's called rebellion. 
You've never done that, Brother Jerry. You're a better man than me. That's called rebellion. The Bible says in 1 Samuel what rebellion is. Rebellion is as the same sin of witchcraft. So you would never practice witchcraft, would you? You would not get involved with that kind of thing. And may I say this too, this morning, that stuff's real. And to say that it's not, you're, you're wrong. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers of darkness. There is darkness in this world. There is darkness in, in witchcraft. There's darkness in sorcery. There's darkness in all of that. And it's not from the Bible. It's not something that we should do or play with or watch. Those are things that we should be careful you say, why? There's a, a pre, there was a king in the Old Testament. He was, his name was Manasseh, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And one of the reasons he did evil in the sight of the Lord was because he practiced sorcery. He practiced witchcraft. He practiced those things that were against God. And rebellion and open avowed against authority is the same sin as witchcraft. Same sin. You stand there and ignore the Bible and do your own thing and live your own life and ignore the authority and ignore, ignore what's been told to you and ignore the rules that have been set aside to you. You are just better just as much as practicing witchcraft as you are rebellion. Rebellion is wrong and rebellion is sin. And the children of Israel demonstrated rebellion when they came out of Egypt and they had an opportunity where God parted the Red Sea, God gave them water, and they still chose to rebel against what God said. There's three instances in this text they rebelled. Number one, the children of Israel rebelled against the word of God. <laughs> the Bible says in verse number 38, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness, that's Moses, with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received living oracles to give unto us. You know what that living oracle is? This book. You live your life I would hope and pray that we do not live our life in open rebellion against this book right here. The children of Israel outwardly, inwardly disobeyed the word of God. And they did it on purpose. It is called rebellion. Much like what takes place today. People know what the Bible says and they still choose to do their own thing. Let me tell you, if the Bible said it was wrong to murder, and I went down the street, and I know it's wrong to murder, and I still murder, it is wrong for me to murder. Right? Yes or no? Yes. Answer that question. Yes or no? Yes. Cut and dry. There is no in-between. <coughs> there is not reading between the lines. And this Bible is black and white. 
There are no read between the lines. Well, I don't agree with what the Bible says. Well, honey, it really doesn't matter if you agree with what the Bible says or not. The Bible says it, it's right. If the Bible says it, it's wrong. And it will always be wrong. Always be wrong. You want to disobey the word of God? That's up to you. You want to be rebellious? Then that's up to you. It's your decision, your choice, whether you rebel against the word of God today. We have a a group of people today that want to rebel against the word of God more so than I've ever seen it before. And they're anti-God and anti-word of God. Let me tell you something. That is rebellion against the holy and righteous word of God. This word of God, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Nothing in the word of God has changed. Sin is still sin. Well, you know, I mean, back then, no, well, you know, it still says it. Rebellion against the word of God. There's no flowering it up. There's no buttering up. Oh, it'll get bad. No, it's rebellion against the word of God. You can sit there and be mad all you want to. Be upset all you want to. And that's what a rebel will do. You know, rules expose rebels. They don't make rebels. Rules just expose them. You say, Brother Trenton, you're preaching hard this morning. I Look, I, I didn't necessarily set out to preach hard this morning, but the Bible's clear. You want to rebel against the Word of God? You want to rebel against God? That's on you. And that rebellion, that rebellion is wicked. There's sin that we commit, and it's sin out of ignorance. Did you know that? Sometimes we sin out of ignorance. We didn't know necessarily that it was wrong. But then there's sin out of rebellion. We know it's wrong and we still do it. So I ask you this question. If the Bible says it's right, is it right? Yes or no? That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you think and it doesn't matter what I think. If the Bible says it, it's right. The sin, the the rebellion towards the Word of God. Moses went up on the mountain. Nope, they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to follow the Lord. The Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You, You realize this Bible, this Word of God, Ought to be your guide. I don't like what it says. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. See, the children of Israel, they rebelled against the word of God, number one. But the children of Israel also rebelled against the worship to God. Look in verse number 40. The Bible says, saying unto Aaron, make us gods. I like how it says that. Little G gods. Hey, make us some gods so we can worship them. And then it talks about the different gods that they made. 
Verse number 43, uh, and they took up tabernacles of Molach and took up the God of Remphram. The, the children of Israel, they decided that they didn't want to worship God and so they would make their own gods. That's what's taking place today. <coughs> it's people have rebelled against the word of God and they've made their own gods. That's what's happened. Do you know if you go to the deepest, darkest country in, in the world where there's never been a Bible present, they're going to be worshiping something. Because the Bible says that no man is without excuse. Instilled of every single person that knows that there is a God. Don't worship the wrong idol this morning. Don't worship the wrong God. No, you may not be sitting there worshiping Baal or Molech or Remphram, the God of Remphram. You may not be worshiping those gods but there are, if there's something that takes the place of God in your life, then it is a God. If it's more important than church, huh? if it's more important than your Bible reading, if it's more important than your, your prayer time, if it's more important than those things, then it becomes a God to you. That's, what, that's the truth. So, uh, you know, it may not be, it may not be Baal, but it may be football. Look, don't get me started on that, man. I love football. I, am I the only one that loves football? No, you're not. No. <laughs> you have all, uh, you, whatever it is. What, uh, you say whatever sport it is or whatever. Maybe it's the TV. Maybe you won't shut off the TV enough to read your Bible or pray, spend time with God. That, those things become a God. Why do you stay home from church? What's more important than what's more important than God's house? God understands you're sick. God understands you have to work. God understands those things. But what's more important than God? Is there anything more important than God? Then God ought to be number one. In everything that we say, Everything that we do, every place we go. Let's consult God about the place you went last night, huh? Right. What well, what would the Lord what would the Lord say about where you what, what you watch? What would he say? What would he say about the things you do? Well, hey, look, I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to me too. What would the Lord say about what I watch, huh? What I say, what will the Lord say about those things? These children of Israel, they rebelled against worshiping God. There's a right way to worship God and there's a wrong way to worship God. The Bible says we ought to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Children of Israel wanted to worship God wrong. They wanted to worship the wrong God. The rejection of Israel, and the Bible tells it in the scripture that we read, the rejection by Israel to worship other idols and worship other gods, they chose punishment from God. You want to choose those things? You want to choose things that are more important than God? That thing, you'll, you'll pay for punishment. You'll pay for putting things in front of God. Number one, uh, the word of God. 
They had rebellion towards the word of God. Number two, they had rebellion against worship of God. Number three, they had rebellion against the witness of God. Look in verse number 44. Bible says, our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness. I want you to think for just a moment. Hey, look at me for just a second, okay? Why don't you think for just a minute? I want you to think about the children of Israel and what they got to see. Think about what they got to see. Here come Moses with the plagues, right, kids? You guys have been learning about the plagues and all the plagues that took place and how the water was turned into blood. Who solved those problems? God solved them, right? Well, can you imagine watching God do all this, doing all those plagues? And, and then, Miss Stacy's not there yet, is she? Where she, where I'm, I'm going to ruin, I, I don't want to ruin the rest of the story to you, but these children of Israel, they get out of slavery. And Moses leads them. I'm I, I know Miss Stacy's covering Moses in, in junior church, so I, I know that I'm going there. But as they get out of Egypt, they come to this big old—they come to this big old body of water, huge body of water. How are they going to get across it? Do we have to get a bunch of boats to go across the water? No. God says, "Oh, hey, open the water." And so Moses stands out there with his staff, and the and the water splits side to side. And close to three million Jews, they walk across this water as this water standing a miles high. And they look up, and there's nothing but water. And they look to their other side, and there's nothing but water. And as they walk across, they're walking across on dry ground where the water used to be. And and, and as they're walking across, and and they're seeing all these fish in the in the water. Hey, fish! How you doing? And they see all these big fish at the bottom, and and all these things beside them. And they walk across on dry ground. They get to the other side, and the water closes on them. On the enemy. God killed them. They get to the other side of this water and they're thirsty. Oh, I need something to drink. And God brings water. I, I, God gets, I, 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 hold on, let me jump forward. Let me jump back. The water's bitter and they need sweet water. And so God says, hey, Moses, take the, bro- take the broom and push it in the water. And the water turns sweet and they can drink it. And just uh, not long after that, they need water. And God says, hey, Moses, speak to the rock and water come out. And all of a sudden, water comes out of the, out of the rock. Hey, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. God says, well, I'm going to give you food every day. Miss Stacy, I know I'm covering your next 10 lessons here. But I need food every day. She's back there shaking her head at me. I need food. And God provides them with food. Every day they had to wake up and they got this food and they would eat it and that sweet manna from heaven and they saw these things take place. If you saw these wonderful things taking place, what would your reaction be? That's the God I want to worship. That's the God I want to obey. That's the God I want to listen to. But the Bible says they, they rebelled against the witness of God. They witnessed the things of God and they still chose to ignore it. La, 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 la. That's what they did. How did you know what song I was singing? Uh, They did not physically put their hands in their ears, but they did. 
ignored and rebelled against the witness. You go to the New Testament, Jesus comes forward and he does all these miracles. I'm coming to the end. I know, kids, we're almost done, okay? He does all these miracles in the New Testament. Miracle, the Bible records 33 miracles that he did. And then what the children of Israel did? They ignored it. And they rebelled it. They rebelled against the witness of God. Can I, can I tell you? Can I witness to you this morning? Don't ignore the witness of the Lord. Everybody in this room can tell you something that God has done for them. Don't ignore that witness. Don't ignore the witness and rebel against the witness of God. Don't do it. The children of Israel rebelled against the word of God, the witness of God, and the worship of God. Rebelled. They rebelled against it. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for all that you've done. I pray that, that we'd examine our worship, examine our life, and make sure that we're not worshiping. Nothing's coming before you.